0: recording in progress thank you all so much for joining me before I begin I need to pray Father God, we just come boldly before your throne of grace. We thank you so much for being full-time in our life. We ask that you allow us to receive your word today in a way that we can interpret it, have revelation, and also be able to implement what we need to from your word. God, we just ask that you also just give us a double portion of your love, mercy, and grace. Allow our hearts to be softened and melted for you. Allow us to receive you, God, and accept your plan, will, and purpose for our life. God, continue to allow us to be inspired by you, encouraged by you, and uplifted by you, God. Allow our confidence to be attached to you, our motivation to be attached to you, and our love to be attached to you, God. So we thank you so much for giving us access to you. Thank you for tuning your ears to hear our voice. We ask that you please fill us up with your Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit, thank you so much for giving us access to you um, and filling us up and leading us in the path of righteousness. So we just pray that you um, allow us to, you know, um, allow me to be led by you. And let me not forget anything that I need to talk about today. And let me minister grace into the hearer and what is edifying to those that really need it in a way where the people that are um, battling hopelessness, despair and, and stress, depression or anxiety or any type of mental um health concerns god or anything that is going on in their life god god please use me so that i can speak your word today in a way where it's resonated. but most importantly god please let your will be done in our life not our will or anyone else's and god please give us discernment let us see and hear through your eyes and ears so that we can have your perspective and not our own God. We want to have your perception, your concepts. We want to have your heart, Lord God. Allow us to have your your allow us to have your um your mind in a way where our mind is not conformed to this world But transformed by the renewing of our mind through your word So that that way we can have your perspective in all things God and, and be able to have the wisdom and knowledge that we need through the power of your Holy Spirit So God we ask that you continue to allow the Holy Spirit that is inside of us Thank you God for, for allowing the Holy Spirit For greater is the Holy Spirit inside of us Than the spirit that is in this world God And I just pray we pray that you allow us to influence everyone that we come in contact with through the power of your Holy Spirit and allowing us to fulfill your plan, will, and purpose. In the name of Jesus Christ, it is still in your atonement blood. Amen. Thank you all so much for joining me today on Laws, Life, and Health. Let's talk about it. So, um, yesterday I was talking about Sarah and how through Sarah's bloodline, um, we you know um was god allowed for the gentiles to be a part of his kingdom so we see that it doesn't matter if someone is slave or free or gentile or jew it doesn't matter their race it does not matter okay when they accept jesus christ as their personal personal lord and savior they receive salvation everybody will receive salvation when you accept god into your life and you believe that he was crucified he died on the cross and he resurrected and went to heaven you will receive salvation through god now there's a process there's a long journey during that so after you have accepted christ into your life and now you have changed your life um now you still gonna have to be able to get rid of all of those other habits those habits that you know sometimes are not how can i say this i'm trying to say those those habits are additives that you don't need in your life anymore when you have christ and so those additions that you've added to your lifestyle meaning the some people are walking around in unforgiveness and and some people are walking around just bitter, and some people are walking around feeling like angry at the world and unforgiveness. It's so many different things that are going on in around, around the world. But that doesn't mean that you have to like keep those things embedded in your life. God doesn't God wants you to live in, in peace and God wants you to know that you have victory. And so um today I am going to continue this discussion in women's health. Um so i want you all to know that you don't if you are feeling bitter if you are feeling angry if you are feeling resentment or if you just are feeling unforgiveness or whatever you're experiencing just know that you are not the only person in the world that have been through this just know that god wants you to know that he is with you. He will never leave you. He will never forsake you, no matter what. God goes ahead of you in whatever the day holds. God goes with you in whatever the day holds. God is actually your rear guard too. So he's right behind you and all at once. God, God is omnipresent. So let me explain what omnipresent is. So omnipresent just it means that God is everywhere, all at once. Everywhere, all at once. That's what omnipresence means. So, you want to be able to understand that no matter what is going on, when Jesus bore our sins at the cross, he died at that cross. He died. And he didn't use his godly power to save himself on that cross because he wanted to take on those burdens of our sins of our problems of our of our pains and of our hurts and of all of those things so he took them at the cross and he was able to get through that through the power of the holy spirit once he resurrected from the cross he stayed here on earth and he ascended right with god so we have you have to understand that everything happens for a reason everything That you have went through. God has bored at the cross. And all it takes for you to activate your faith. And believe and trust in God. In order for you to have victory. That's it. That's all. That's all you have to do. Is activate your faith. God has given each and every one of us. A measure of faith. And some people say. Well. uh, If God given you a measure of faith. How come your faith is stronger than my faith. Or this faith. Or that faith. So you have to understand that each person has been given a measure of faith. But what you do with that faith is a part of your free will again. You have to remember that everything that is attached to the flesh is attached to free will. You have choice. You have a decision. You have a choice to make. You have a choice to keep your faith in God and trust that he is trustworthy, or some people, they have inverted faith. So inverted faith is negative faith, meaning that they no longer have positive faith and trust in God, but now their faith has been inverted. It's negative, meaning instead of them having trust in the Lord, now they have doubt and unbelief. In their lives, every single day lives. They have doubt and unbelief. Oh no. Have you ever been around a person who every time you they say something or you say something, they're always like, Oh no, they're not gonna do that for you. That that can't happen. That's not gonna work. Oh yeah, no, no, no. I know somebody, I know somebody, they didn't even help them. They're not gonna help you either. Uh-uh, no, 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 you're not going to be able to get that card because, see, your credit score going to have to be this, your, your credit score going to have to be this amount. See, it's all about, are who are you believing? Are you believing the people that are around you that are, are filled with doubt and unbelief? Or are you believing what God says and he's saying that you are more than a conqueror. You can do all things through Christ who gives you strength, right? so if you believe this and you understand this then activate your faith in god that means that okay so i had somebody call me today and so well i i had quite a few people they all everybody always called me okay so so somebody called me today and they were like um they i they went to this place and so what they they was trying to get something and it was very important. It was so important for them to get it. Right. And, um, because it was going to, it was going to help them accomplish some goals. But if they didn't get this from this, from this agency, they wasn't going to be able to accomplish some of their goals today. So I said, you know, it doesn't matter about what, what it may look like on the outside. I already prayed for you. I pray for you already so it's already done okay that's it that's all so God got it from there so don't don't come calling me with no doubt and unbelief now okay God gonna give you what you need so just believe it it don't matter about what it may look like right now it doesn't matter about the external factors or these physical factors that you can see with your eyes you have to have faith in God and you have to trust God meaning that you trust the process and the journey that God is taking you on to so it may look like is you're you can be defeated but you're not defeated okay and so God told me this and, and I've been I've been new this and so it's like when I figured this part out I was like, okay, so it does. It doesn't matter what it may look like externally. Put your faith in God, and I'm gonna tell you something. As long as your faith is aligned with God's will, God will act on on your faith. So let me let me put this into perspective for you. Let me um share my screen before I, I go any further. Um, but before I do so, I want to let you all know that if you're joining me via Zoom webinar, please go ahead and put your Q and, your questions in the QA section and I will be sure to respond to you there. If I if I don't see your question for any reason, please just go ahead and raise your hand and then I'll be able to uh, notice it that way, okay? Um, because sometimes when I'm looking or um reading something online. I don't all the way sometimes I don't see the question that is being asked so please raise your hand. Also, if you're joining me via any of the audio apps, okay? So that is Pi Bang, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Amazon Alexa, anything of audio, I have so many audio apps. Um go ahead and put your comments in the comment section. I will be sure to respond to you there too. So, um also, if you wanted to get a prayer um, you have a prayer request. Please go ahead and send your prayer request to Laws Life Health at sudden dot Once again, that email is Laws Life Health at sudden dot Now, if you were interested in becoming an author or you wanted to do some volunteering. In addition to um, possibly, you know, doing some mandated community service, since my organization is a nonprofit organization, you should be able to satisfy the community service requirement for court. So please go ahead and send your um, email request to info at suddenchangescorporation.org. Okay. Now, if you wanted to suggest a topic at, at any time, please go ahead and send that email directly to me at Deanna Watson at suddenchangescorporation.org. Once again, that is Deanna, D-E-A-N-N-A, Watson at suddenchangescorporation.org. All right, let me go ahead and share my screen and let's get into the word today. Um, Here we go. So I wanted to pull this up. Let me go ahead and put um. okay here we go that one that one is okay okay i'm ready i just had to pull up these other scriptures here so we're going to go to romans chapter 12 verse 3. okay it says For by the grace given me, I say to every one of you, do not think of yourself more highly than you ought, but rather think of yourself with sober judgment in accordance with the faith God has distributed to each of you. And so what this means is that God has distributed each person a measure of faith. So you have faith. Everyone has faith. It does not matter um, who you are. God has given each person a measure of faith so that that was the NIV version the new living translation says because of the privilege and authority god has given me i give each of you this warning don't think you are better than you really are be honest in your evaluation of yourselves measuring yourselves by the faith god has given us so what this means is like okay some people feel that they some people feel that they are well off in life right But it isn't because of their faith it is because of some physical thing that they did something that they did you know um that was secular that allowed them to advance in life so your faith is really really determined by the way you trust god so your level of trust for god it shows the amount of strength that you have towards the how trustworthy you deem god in your life so your faith equates the amount of trust that you have for god so what this scripture is saying here is that don't think of yourself so high just because you may be you might have a very big house but you may not have faith in god so like don't don't and sponsor yourself in a way where you're inducing your quality because really your quality if you don't have faith in god and your trust isn't in the lord then your faith may you may have uh be very low in the kingdom of heaven see the bible talks about the bible it's another scripture here let me go to this scripture too So we see here, um, let's go to, uh, Luke chapter nine, verse 48. It says, then he says to them, whoever welcomes this little child in my name, welcomes me. And whoever welcomes me, welcomes the one who sent me for, it is the one who is least among you all who is the greatest. So some people feel that, you know, like, um, because you have this or your power for you this because you have this type of job or because you have this business that you are considered like a great person like really really a great quality right and you're so high on you put yourself so high on the pedestal in actuality what God wants us to do is our relationship with him is determined by the amount of faith that we have so your faith equates to the trust That you have for god so if if your trust is limited and you're you have inverted faith instead of faith in trusting the lord what happens is now you no longer have faith in god you have inverted faith that is doubt and unbelief so you're 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 placing emphasis on the situation that you can physically see instead of placing your trust in god who you cannot see so you you live every single day and you have the breath of life living in you you know each day you wake up is gonna is air so you depend on the invisible qualities to for your survival but you can't depend on the invisible qualities to make your life abundant so that is really really like a foolish ideation, a foolish foolish ideology, a foolish belief system. Basically, that's what that is. So like, let me say that again. So we as people, we depend on air to breathe, right? And so that is an invisible quality that we, you know, sort of depend on every single day. And we also have breath inside of us that we depend on to make sure that we're going to survive. We have gravity in a world in order for us to live on earth. These are all invisible qualities, gravity, air, breath. So everyone depends on gravity, air, and breath. That's all invisible for its survival, for our survival. But don't depend on God, who is also invisible. So that is, there's a problem with that. And the reason why there is a problem here is because God wants us to to fully depend on him. So your faith, God, your faith gives you grace, right? Your faith gives you grace with God, meaning that God has the endurance, the perseverance, the patience. He has the love, the unconditional love. I heard somebody say, God has conditional love. See, God can never have conditional love when he died on the cross for our sins before we was even born. So understand that God is... There is no actual word on earth that can really explain who God is. But when we do explain God, we can say God is omnipresent, meaning that he is everywhere all at once. God is omniscient. Um, Omni, uh, how do you pronounce it? I think I'm saying it right. It's called omniscient. Omniscient. Omniscient or something like that. Or omniscience, okay, depending on how you want to pronounce it. So that means that God is all-knowing. He knows Everything and when we understand these type of things we can understand who god is so god is saying look have faith because when when we put our trust in god we can have faith in god so let's look at this scripture okay this is uh james chapter 2 verse 14 it said what does it profit my brethren if someone says he has faith but does not have works can faith save him If a brother or sister is naked and destitute of daily food, and one of you says to them, depart in peace, be warmed and filled, but you do not give them the things which are needed to the body, what does it profit? Thus, also faith by itself, if it does not have works, is dead. And so what this means is it's saying like, okay, so you see somebody, you see your brother or sister who is naked, don't have any food or anything, their home is outside. And you like, oh, okay. Well, well, just be good. I wish you well. Well, I hope the best for you. And you just walk off, like be good now be easy. So like that's meaningless. Right? And so that's what this scripture is saying. It's saying like, look, if <laughs> you can have faith in a way where you can believe that something good can't happen for somebody, Like a person that don't have food, you could believe that someone else may come and bring them food or come and bring them clothes since they're naked without food. But what does it mean? If you're just sitting here waiting on God to do something, you don't implement anything else. So for instance, if you want a job, you go apply for a job. So like recently, I just updated my resume to basically um, really match like the AI systems that is like pulling resumes. So our resumes are pulled um, from databases that many organizations are now utilizing AI technology. And so these AI technologies is now triggering certain keywords in your resume in order for you to get a call. So since I've updated my resume, I've received about probably about 11 different calls in two days, like from Friday and and today. So I my resume was submitted to one job Friday, and then another one. Now I have my interview set up for tomorrow. So it's like I'm getting so many interviews set up just in a matter from just in two days from Friday until Monday. So the reason why I'm explaining this is because so since I it became since it since I I became aware. Of the fact that ai is being utilized to um trigger certain keywords in the resume for for your basically to see if you qualify for their positions um my resume needed to be updated and so i updated the information i also updated my linkedin um i wanted to let everyone know that it's it's kind of important to have a linkedin that's like the social media of professionals Every person who is interested in getting a job or who has a job should have LinkedIn. So, for many years, right, I never really utilized my LinkedIn, I never posted on LinkedIn. All I did was well, accept requests, friend requests, and maybe send them out but I never like was actively involved into LinkedIn like the way that I am now. So I, I never like received endorsements or anything. I would just have a LinkedIn page so others can go on there and see that I have a LinkedIn because it's a part of the social uh, media for professionals. So re- I haven't even updated my pictures. That's the first picture that I posted when I first created my LinkedIn. Um that's on the profile not the background um photo but what i'm saying here is that it's important for us if these are the things you want a professional network then you need to get linkedin i heard another man he talked i think his name is sam no what is his name uh cena something i forgot his name but he like he's like a multi-billionaire um john cena no that's not his name that that is not that man name i'm trying to think of this man name um I, I cannot remember his name right now but um he's a billionaire so he says that whatever you do you want to make sure you learn how to be the best at it and i know that that's a, a secular belief but he said if you want to learn how to be a better speaker then go to toastmasters toastmasters basically teach you how to speak if you wanted to learn welding you need to go get a a welding um uh license right so anything that you want to learn you need to go out here and learn it we have to be willing to learn okay so god actually works a lot better with his children that are willing to listen than the ones who are not because it's important for us to listen. And um, it took a long time for me to just like really fully, fully sit back and depend on God, because it was like, once once you're living life a certain way for so long, meaning like I pay my bills, I. I have an income I'm paying my bills my family bills my uh, all type of bills bills and houses I don't live in phone bills that I don't use uh, light bills that I never use you know so like I was paying a lot of bills in a lot of different places okay and so you know when you feel like you're doing a lot of things on your own you you really feel like okay I'm doing this really you know but you're not you it doesn't put you in the perspective of depending too much on god for things it's like okay i can go get this and i can go do this and i can go get this you know i can go get this job i'm gonna go say this money i'm gonna go get this house i'm gonna go get this car i'm gonna do this i'm gonna go get a credit card i'm just like do everything you just feel like you're doing everything but god wants us To make him important because see, he paid the debt for us. See, if it wasn't for God, we would just be living on our desires. That's it. That's all, that's all life would bring. There is that and it's it's physical, it's physical depth with just living on desires. So the flesh depending on the flesh, leaning on the flesh being led by the flesh it equals death because the flesh meaning that your desires your pleasures the good and evil that is in you is only going to want to fulfill its desires and pleasures so that's all to life that it'll ever be fulfilling your desires and pleasures that's it it may be Fulfilling the desires and pleasures of other people, depending on how good you are on the inside or how evil you are on the inside. That's all it is. So I'm gonna explain that one more time. So I want to make sure everybody reciprocated that. Okay. So the flesh, your body, right? When you are led by the flesh, you're led by your desires. You're led by your pleasures. We seen yesterday in the book of Genesis, right? How, um, how God clothed Eve and Adam Adam and Eve, God clothed Adam and Eve with skin. And so when he did that, he, they received garments of skin. What happened was they were still filled with good and evil. So depending on the, depending on the level of goodness that you have on the inside of you depending on the level of evil that you have on the inside of you it will determine how good you are and how evil you are and when it comes to satisfying your desires and fulfilling your pleasures including fulfilling the desires and pleasures of others so the amount of good and evil is determined how you choose to satisfy your desires. And so everyone has, when it comes to the flesh, the flesh is automatically doomed. The flesh is separation from God. The flesh, once, once you are driven by your flesh, it's a complete separation from the Lord. Being driven by your desires is is going to eventually equate to death. Death that is also physical and spiritual. So what God is saying, look, he, he paid the debt for the curse. Because see, he created us and he created us with free will. And we had the choice to be able to choose him. We like, we had a choice now to choose him. But many people are just living their lives, fulfilling their desires and their pleasures of their flesh, what they want, or it's about what they family need. It's about what they can get. It's about how they can do this. You know, it doesn't matter about how many homeless people is in the world. It doesn't matter about that. What really matters to them is, you know, how can they satisfy their desires and pleasures? So when you're navigated and driven by your desires and pleasures, you have separation from God. So his death on the cross atoned for our sins in a way that when you're driven by your desires and and pleasures, he's giving you access to the Holy Spirit. He's giving you access to communicate with him. He's giving you access to receive salvation, including you have access to getting his grace. But see, the thing is, is that because of your free will that has been granted to you before you was even born is your free will is influenced by the good and evil inside of you so everyone was born with good and evil the thing about it is depending on what you choose if you choose the holy spirit then you're going to be intrinsically good you're going to be internally good because now the holy spirit is uh overriding the desire and the pleasures that are lurking within you the holy spirit is overriding those forces those forces that want to control you which are your desires and your pleasures the 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 what is it the the itching of your desires and pleasures the aching of those desires and pleasures want to be satisfied with fulfilling that addiction that you have so your desires and pleasures are aching for your addiction to be fulfilled so like instead of you tithing and offering and giving your desires and pleasures are itching for you to spend reckless for you to spend wastefully wastefully spending all of your money instead of you investing Or instead of you giving tithes and offerings, now you are just simply wastefully spending. The desires and pleasures are always itching for you to wastefully spend. Your desires and pleasures are always aching for you to satisfy the desires of maybe alcohol or marijuana and drugs. So you give in to those things, you don't have any other option besides to give in to those things because you are a living spirit, a living soul. So the only way that you can prevent yourself from fulfilling and being led by those desires and pleasures is when you have access to God, when you're filled with the Holy Spirit, when you authorize God into your life. So marijuana, I was, um, I was looking at this program and this man, he said, so marijuana is a psychedelic, right? Which means that when you smoke marijuana, you are now entering a different realm and so since marijuana is a psychedelic that means that that realm that you entering guess what you have unauthorized use into that realm meaning now that whatever happens in that realm won't be from god because see when you when you access any other realm outside of this outside of this one that God allows you to be in guess what you have unauthorized use so when you when you when you're talking to God and you're speaking to the Lord now you have authorization now you have authorization when you have access to the Holy Spirit you can now rebuke demons you can cast out devils you can heal the sick when you have been gifted through the Holy Spirit, see, the Holy Spirit is the one who gives out the spiritual gifts. But if you, are you like, do you give the Holy Spirit access to you? Because see the Holy Spirit wants to dwell in someone that is a willing party a willing person who will voluntarily invite the holy spirit in but if you're not authorizing the holy spirit how can the holy spirit lead you anywhere so yes faith faith without works is dead meaning that if you want god to be into your life you have to authorize God to be in your life. You give God the authority to be in your life. God doesn't just force you to love him or to follow him. So faith without works is dead. If you want a job, don't think that a job is going to knock on your door and come in your room and wake you up out of your sleep and say, Hey, apply at my company. Wake up and do your resume. I will hire you. If you believe that you could just get a job and it just falls out of the sky, it doesn't work that way. We have to have diligence. We have to show that our faith in God allows us to do things that are obedient to God. So your faith is the spiritual part, but your obedience activates your faith and your trust for the Lord. So guess what? Your obedience is the action. It's your work. So you have faith in God. Oh yeah, God going to get you the job, but you're not going to do anything to show that you want the job. You say you love God, but guess what? When the last time you talked to God? You talked to God. It's 24 hours in a day. So if you having long conversations with your family and friends more than you talk to God, that means you love your family and friends more than you love God. You don't have to be a rocket scientist to figure this out you don't have to even be a physicist you don't have to be a nurse you don't have to be a doctor you don't have to be a lawyer all you have to do is implement spiritual common sense from the holy spirit So if you're wondering why you're having problems, like the way it is, how is your obedience in, in God? I had so many people tell me, well, see God put marijuana here. God put, God put the plant here for everybody to smoke. God knew that everybody was going to smoke this plant. And I'm like, wait, wait. So you telling me that we know that the devil was kicked out of heaven because he wanted to overthrow god so the devil is out here roaming the earth seeking whom he can devour every single day so just because the devil out here roaming seeking whom he gonna devour that means you about to go follow up behind the devil because god allowed him to roam first you have to understand why God allowed certain things to happen have you ever asked yourself that have you ever asked oh maybe I should ask God why did God well why is this going on in order for you to know you pose the eggs I don't know who came up with the idea don't question god no you're not supposed to question why god did what he did in a way where you're challenging his authority you don't challenge god do you interpret that? that's like your your child coming up to you don't ever ask a question like what what is you talking about how is a child supposed to learn if they never ask you a question no you don't want your kids questioning you so you understand the difference between don't ask me no question and don't question me that's two different that's two different questions (laughs) even though it's the same word in the same sentence okay so the word of god said look He's saying, "Don't question God in a way you're challenging God." That's what that means. But let's go to the scripture. I want to go to another scripture here. So we see here. Let's go. Oops, I didn't click on the wrong thing. It's okay. My okay. So let's go to James chapter four, verse twenty-three. let's look at verse three i'm going to look at the niv version okay it says when you ask you do not receive you ask with wrong motives that you may spend what you get on your pleasures so what this is talking about let me look at verse two and three read the whole thing here right it says you desire but do not have so you kill you covet but you cannot get what you want so you quarrel and fight you do not have because you do not ask god so when you ask you do not receive because you ask with wrong motives that you may spend what you get on your pleasures so understand this so now you instead of you asking god For your own husband, you asking God to give you somebody else's husband. That's the wrong motive. Instead of you asking God, instead of you saying, God, you know, I I really do want this job. And I really would like to get this job so that I can take care of my family. I could, you know, put food on the table and, you know, provide for my kids and do what I need to do. But instead, you want this job that is gonna have you stripping and you asking god oh god please give me this stripping job i want this stripping job what makes you think that god is gonna give you a stripper job that is a wrong motive it is not aligned with his will you asking God oh God I want this deal to go through I really do and you sitting up here trying to get a deal to sell a half a pound of weed having all these other people in the uh unauthorized juice in spiritual realms so everybody gonna have unauthorized juice in, in these spiritual realms because of you And you asking God, oh, I just hope you get get this. How do that work? It how explain spiritual common sense? That does not work. Period. Not at all. So now if you're asking God, okay, God, you know, please, please send my husband. Let my husband find me wherever he is in this world. God, let my husband find me, Lord. But let me be prepared for him. I don't want to be putting this burden or the things that I went through into my marriage with my husband that you're sending me, God. Make sure I'm ready to be a helpmate to my husband. Make sure I'm ready to, you know, give more than he give me. Don't send my husband to me until I'm ready for him, God. In the name of Jesus Christ. So, what you think? Is that in the land with God's will or what? So, you have to make sure that when you pray,ing you're not outside of the scope of what God will allow. You're not praying for nobody else's spouse. So, um, here's another scripture. Here we go. Um, let's go to Matthew chapter seven and seven. It says eggs and it will be given to you. Seek and you will find. Knock and the door will be opened to you. That's the NIV version. The New Living Translation says, keep on asking and you will receive what you ask for. Keep on seeking and you will find. Keep on knocking and the door will be open to you. The King James Bible says, ask and it shall be given you. Seek and ye shall find. Knock and it shall be open unto you. It shall be open unto you. Amen. So what this is saying here is, guess what? Ask God what you need to ask him. It's the same way when parents, first of all, did you know that everything in the Bible, that's why it says to honor that mother and father. Because that is a preparation that actually is allowing you to prepare for your relationship for God. So some things your parents won't do, there are some things God won't do, but the way you act with your parents is probably going to be the similar way that you treat God. It's probably going to have a similar impact on your relationship with God because your parents is the first source. So if you don't have your parents and you feel abandoned, like you do, how do you incorporate God? Are you seeking him? Are you trying to find him? Because those people have a real like testimony in their life. See, when God creates when when God allows certain things to take place in your life, um that allows God's glory to be fulfilled in a way where God is creating you to have a testimony in your experience. So some people are going through experiences that is going to create testimonies from them how did you overcome you overcame this you overcome that so your story can't be compared to some people because they they will never be able to give you advice they've never experienced what you've experienced so understand that your story of your experience in your life is creating a testimony to come out of that. So so just know that God loves you, right? And so when whatever anyone is going through, we have to ask God because we're, we're not questioning God in a way where we're challenging him. Let's look at that. Let's look at this scripture. Here we go. Let's go to Deuteronomy six and sixteen. It says, "Do uh, do not put the Lord your God to to the test as you did in Massa. You must not." That's the NIV version, um, uh, New Living Translation. You must not test the Lord your God as you did when you complained in my, at Massa. Um, and okay, so like now I was trying to find the other scripture. Hold on. It's still the same. It's still the same though. Uh, Jesus said unto him, it is written again, thou shalt not tempt the Lord thy God. So it's all about when you questioning God, are you challenging God? Are you challenging God with your questioning? Are you, you know, like, oh, so, so God just let this happen like that. God just let innocent children die. God just did that god just let this happen god just let people die see i i had a problem with that because when i have a problem see i always go to the source see that's how i always been like i never like talk about people behind their back I, i always come up to you like what's what's good what's going on you got something to say how you want to handle this? So I, I can't go about what I hear or what somebody's saying. I go to that person. Like, what's up? What's going on? Talk to me. So, like, it's it's always about approaching the person. That's how, that's how it was always in my life, like in my secular life. Like, okay, I need mean, you, you got something to say. Well, we we could talk about this. We don't talk about this face to face though. I'm on, we don't need to talk over the phone. Let's, I want you to say what you feel in my face. I'm about to pull up. So that's how I talk. That's how I used to talk. And so like when I had things going on in my life, where my friends was passing away and I was going through all of this stuff. Like I felt like God, I'm like, God, why tell me? Why you let him die? Talk to me. So I was talking to God for years about this. For years. But I still pray to God. I still believe in God. It was just like, now instead of me doing the things that God want me to do, now I'm just, I'm drinking, I'm living my life. I'm not even praying to God like that. That's how I was. And then sometimes I would go in the room and I would just drink and I'd be like, God, talk to me. I've been trying to talk to you all year. But I, I didn't hear you. I couldn't even hear your answer. Why did you let him die? So like when, I don't know if a lot of people don't understand what it feels like to lose people that is so, so close and dear to your heart. It's like, ah, like, let me give you an example. So when my, when my grandmother passed away, everybody was in the hospital and i talked to my grandmother so much that I was like, well, wait, wait, when we was leaving, like I was still in the hospital. And I said, auntie, I say, well, well, we got to call grandma. And she say, baby, look, grandma is gone. And I I, I hadn't like, I guess it just didn't sink in my mind yet because it was like, with me communicating with her so much, I talked to her about at least 15 times a day. My grandmother was my best friend. I tell her, just tell her everything. Even when I argue with my ex-husband, I be like, ah, grandma, this man, I told him to get another tire We on the expressway stuck because of him. I'm tired of this. He doesn't listen to me when I try to explain certain stuff. And she be like, baby, just calm down. It's okay. It's okay. Let me pray for you. I'm pray for you. She always praying, but I tell her everything. And so it was so hard. And it was so difficult to deal with that. It's like, okay, well, wait a minute, y'all. Everybody's about to go back home and live their life. When now, who am I about to call? I don't have my grandmother to call anymore. I call her on my break, on my lunch. I call her when I make it home. I'm calling her when I'm making dinner. So that right there, that that could put it into perspective because you know, like that that hurt real bad. And so, like my my life shifted in a way where it was like, oh Lord Jesus, I don't have her here anymore. Who am I going to call? I can't call my grandmother. I can't go see her. I can't tell who am I telling. My problem, so when something is going on, I didn't have anybody to call. And so, what I'm saying is this God, God answered my prayers. He said, See, it doesn't matter what you may think that it is. I'm like, I went back to the book of Job, and it's Job job lost everything and God said look see your your losses your pains and your hurts right from people that has passed away guess what what is your response to them see because they are no longer here and now your response is waiting to be seen so what is your response to the pain that you feeling what is your response to them no longer being here and i i promise i knew i heard god clear like he was yelling at me saying it and i i was inebriated i would have been drinking and it was like, ah, oh, my response. Because we see the response of Job. Job prayed to God for his friends. He praised, he fell down. He shaved his head, fell down and praised God. He lost everything. So it's like. God say, so what is your response to me? What is my response to God? So that was hard. I was like, ah, oh God. So all of this happened. To see the good and evil in people. So I still believe in God and I still praise God and I still love God because I know the same thing that was going on with Job go on in this world every single day with people. The devil still goes outside the gates of heaven bargaining with God over your soul. So when things happen, what is your response to God? When things are not going your way, when you feel like God was wrong. So God said, look, see, what you didn't understand is your relationship with your parents determining your relationship with me. And I was like, wow. Well, number one thing, I know I love my daddy a lot. And I definitely love my mama a lot. But I'm more closer to my dad than anybody. So that really hurt when my dad passed away. So like, it it wasn't just that, but like other family members and friends, it's like Chicago is just, ah, you know, and it's like, I, it, I really do love my family and my people. And it hurts very bad when you lose one of them. And I went through like an internal struggle when I was communicating with God. I said, God, well, I need to know. So it wasn't like, you know, like how we come to people on a, come to another person when you want to address a situation or it's like, God, you know, like, tell me, talk to me. What are you trying to get me to see in this situation? God, talk to me, please answer me, Lord. So that's what we have to do. That's why the Bible says in Matthew 7 and 7, eggs and it will be given unto you. Seek and you will find. Knock and the door will be opened to you. So that scripture right there is all about your response to God. So whatever you go through, eggs and it will be given to you. No matter what the situation is, seek and you will find no matter how hard it may look like on the outside and no matter it may look like you don't have no opportunity to move forward in life and you just stand stagnant God is saying knock and the door will be open for you that's what God told me and that's what he did for me so I'm telling you from experience and so that's that and and um so moving forward in this i want to kind of shift the conversation a little bit so that's on faith so remember that god has given each person a measure of faith so your faith is the it equates to the amount of trust that you depend on with god So you're living your life and you're doing what you're doing. Your trust. What's your trust level looking like? Because God said don't trust in men who who have but a mere breath. Don't trust people. So when the Bible refers to men, it refers to both woman and man because women was derived from men. So when it says don't put your trust in man, it's saying don't put your trust in people. So what does your trust look like with God? How are you depending on him? See, trust, trust in God equates to your dependence on him. It's like, okay, God, if I fall, you're going to pick me up. And i'm not saying a physical fall because guess what you don't tempt god you you don't question god in that way that's what it means you don't do that so oh it fall down right now that's like the devil asking jesus you know if you are if you are the son of god then then fall down in the angels he will he will send his his angels to to get you basically right so if you are tempting god in a way where you like oh okay well god gone if god love you he gonna do this if god love us he gonna do he gonna stop you right now he gonna do this right then and there like who who are you to be testing god and tempting him like that you don't question god in that way That's challenging his authority. You need to know the difference. Right now, we are living in the latter times where people are sitting up here having to teach you when you should be a teacher. You should be the one that's out here ministering to people and giving them the word. But yet the Bible says what? People are still on baby milk. They're at the elementary school of learning about God because they so caught up in, in today desires but we all been there right isn't that what they say well you weren't that far gone from fulfilling your desires yeah well don't talk about my old self. We, that's old. that's we got to talk about something new that's in the past okay that was a that was long time ago. we talking about now. So that's the thing. No, no person that believes in God is without fault. We have failed at some point in time and we'll continue to make mistakes. And guess what? It doesn't it matter. What matters is, it's what you do when you make the mistake it's what you do when you're making that decision how easy is it for you to get angry with somebody than for you to get on your knees and pray for them so your choice and my choice is different don't compare your choices to me our choices don't look nothing alike my choices in life is not your choices So when when we're all going through something, for instance, some some people, they settle for men because of their money. Some women would never do that. Ever. It isn't about the intrinsic great quality that he has in them. It's about his bank account. Because you like having long walks to the bank. That's why. I seen a meme that said that. (laughs) I was like, wow, okay. You like having long walks to the bank. So instead of you doing that, you should be focusing on how is this man a child of God and how he's going to influence you in the kingdom of God. So let's look at, let's let's go and look at um, Sarah. Let's continue. Let's sort of shift back on to Sarah. So the name Sarah is Strong's number A2, A3, and it means Abraham's wife. So Sarah is the mother to all of God's children that have faith in the Lord and do good. We see this from um yesterday when i talked about first peter three and six and genesis 17 and six so i want to now shift a little more deeper into understanding who sarah was okay now sarah had faith similar to abraham but god did not accuse abraham of laughing like he did sarah it was as if sarah was laughing at god and abraham was laughing with god so let's look at this let's look at this scripture i want to show you all this really quick so we're going to go to genesis 17 and 17 through 19 and genesis 18 verses 12 through 15. now we have to look at the story now right okay so in genesis 17 17 through 19 Go down to 17 through 19 here all right this is the covenant of the circumcision that god made with abraham all right and so when you look at verse 17 actually i want to go into verse 15 and then we're going to look at verse 19 after that verse seven we're going to look at verse 15 through 19. Because it's kind of like overlapping. You have to understand the story. I don't like just reading the verse out of the Bible. I like looking at multiple verses so you can understand the concept of what we're reading. That's the way you're supposed to read. Okay, We don't just pick one sentence out of the Bible. We need to look at the collective story that the, the scripture is telling us. That's the proper way to read it. So in verse 15, it said, God also said to Abraham, as for Sarah, your wife, you are no longer to call her Sarai. Her name will be Sarah. I will bless her and will surely give you a son by her. I will bless her so that she will be the mother of nations. Kings of peoples will come from her. So we see that the, um, the word nations, um, the word nations, Meant foreign nation, it meant foreign nation Hebrew. I'm sorry, foreign nation Gentile. Right now, looking at verse 17, it says, Abraham fell face down, he laughed and said to himself, Will a son be born to a man a hundred years old? Will Sarah bear a child at the age of 90? And Abraham says to God, If only Ishmael might live under your blessing so now this is abraham response to god so we see at the first in verse 15 through 16 god is saying to abraham look you're going to call your wife sarah not sarah anymore and i'm going to bless her with a son and she's going to be the mother of many nations uh foreign well we see nations in in um hebrew it means um foreign nation gentile right um when we look in verse 17 through 19 we see abraham he fell face down and left to himself he was basically like laughing with god like am i gonna have a son at a hundred years old like he was kind of like laughing in the way it sounded and seemed as if he were in awe about this at a hundred years old ha 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 i'm gonna have a son and then my wife at 90, she's going to have a baby. She's going to have a child. Ha, ha, ha. So, like, he's laughing in a way where he's in awe. Like, he's laughing in a way that, like, he's ecstatic about this. Like, God, I'm going to have a child at 100 years old. This is how he's laughing with God in a way like he is, he's happy. This is a happy laugh this isn't a a lab that he's challenging god okay i just want to point that out remember what i'm saying here okay because it correlates to something that sarah did so now we're going to look at we're going to look at sarah okay we're going to look at genesis 18 verses 12 through 15. so we go down to genesis 18 verse 12 to 15. so now it says now sarah actually i'm looking in verse 10. okay so then one of them said i will surely return to you about this time next year and sarah your wife will have a son now sarah was listening at the entrance to the tent which was behind him this is abraham so abraham and sarah were already very old and sarah was past the age of childbearing so sarah laughed to herself as she thought after i am worn out and my lord is all old will i now have this pleasure then the lord said to abraham why did sarah laugh and say will i really have a child now that i am old is anything too hard for the lord i will return to you at the appointed time next year and sarah will have a son sarah was afraid So she lied and said, I did not laugh. But he said, Yes, you did laugh. So let me let me try to demystify. Let me break this down. Okay. Sarah, when she was laughing, it wasn't that happy laugh like Abraham did that we see in verse 17. See, Abraham fell down and started laughing like at a hundred years old. Like, like, can you imagine somebody saying you've been promoted and you're going to make a half a million dollars a year? And it's like, I just got promoted for half a million dollars. Like, can you imagine somebody saying that? So that's the way that Abraham was laughing. He was laughing in a way like he was in all of this. Like, I'm so excited, excited at a hundred years old. He about to have a baby. But but Sarah, on the other hand, she's like, after I am worn out and my Lord is old, will I now have this pleasure? Like she's saying, she have doubts. you see that was doubt that she was displaying because she's sitting here saying will i now have this pleasure will i now have this pleasure so what do you mean will you now have this pleasure well how does that sound you're insulting god oh well so you saying i'm gonna i'm gonna get a chance now all of a sudden all of a sudden now you're gonna let me have a baby huh at 90 years old so this is the way she's saying it. she left and, and like offending god by like okay so Wait, so now you tell me, I now I had a pleasure to have a child at 90. So you're going to give me a child at 90 years old that I'm worn out and stuff. At 90 years old. That's how she said it. And so now in verse 13, it says, then the Lord said to Abraham. Why did Sarah laugh and say, "Will I really have a child now that I'm old?" See, because that's the way that God heard it, and if you read it, that's the way I—that's the way it sounds to me. See, the thing about this is that, see, God knows your heart when you're speaking to Him. I heard people say, "Oh, see, see, if God, if your God do this and your God do that, why He allowed this to happen then? Why he allowed that to happen? I could tell you that every single person that ever asked me why God have allowed something to happen, I was able to give them an answer. I I was able to give them an answer because of the things that I've went through, the things that I've overcome. God allowed my pain to, to be healed. From loss after loss after loss after loss, God allowed me to heal. So like when somebody asks you a question, you, you should be able to answer them. So we see here that God says to Abraham, he's talking to Abraham. He's not talking to Sarah. Same way with God when he was went into the, the Garden of Eden. He went looking for Adam. He did not go looking for Eve. He was looking for Adam. Because why? The man is responsible for his household. For instance, I always, always, I never ever interfere with my kid's father ever doing anything for the kids. Because for one, you have to understand that you are the head of the house. So it was like even even when i was divorced my ex-husband was still like controlling my household i'm sitting up here asking permission to do stuff like is it okay if like well what what's going on with me i done been so dependent on this man for so long you know what why am i even calling you (laughs) asking is it okay to do this and okay to do that? I need to look, look, look. See, i it's time for me to move on. I'm sitting up here depending on this man. He are in a whole nother relationship. I'm like, yeah, well, I think that I should do this and I, I should get this bedroom size. What do you think about that? And what do you think about this color? And what do you think? Like asking him all type of stuff are constantly nonstop. So it's like you know you have, that situation it, it it wasn't it wasn't meant to to take place because we were doing something and we didn't ask God's permission. I was with an unequally yoked, abusive person that I was able to escape, and still was codependent mentally. So we see here that God now is is talking to Abraham like, okay, well, why is anything too hard for the Lord? I will return to you at the appointed time next year and Sarah will have a son. So Sarah was afraid. So she lied. So instead of Sarah being honest, she lied. She did not. She said she did not laugh. And Abraham said, but he said, yes, you did laugh. And so we see the, the difference in between Adam and Eve's relationship and Sarah and Abraham's relationship. Because see, when God says something to Abraham, Abraham answered God. Is anything too hard for the Lord? And, and, and then he he responded to Sarah and say, yes, you did laugh. Sarah was afraid, so she lied and said, I did not laugh. So, she's saying, are you saying that God lied on you, Sarah? She's saying God lied on her. This is in Genesis 18. She's saying God, Genesis 18 and 15, what she saying? She did not laugh. God just said she laughed. So, who lied? Sarah or God? So this shows that women will still do a Bring a little bit of that evil out. Cause land don't come from God. The truth come from God. The truth, all the truth come from God. It don't matter if the truth hurts your feelings. It's going to come from God. The truth and all truth come from the Lord. Now, the way people say the truth, yeah, now that that could be, you know, it depends. Like for me, I know I'm very honest and outspoken specifically now when it comes to God. Before, I used to be very outspoken and brutally honest about my own self, you know, and my own justifications for things. So brutally honest that way and now i'm just honest and bold for the kingdom of god so i don't try to justify my own uh means. so what this is saying is this it says it says right here why did sarah laugh and say will i really have a child now that i'm old is anything too hard for god so we see that the the bloodline that's from sarah will will attempt to question god's ability see you have to understand whatever is in the person the attributes is gonna spread along the bloodline the quality so sarah has this quality of you know she 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 questioning god and then she gonna laugh Yes, she had faith, but she she like insulting God. Oh, so now I'm gonna have a child, and then like so. Just think about some people in this generation. Oh, so now now God gonna answer us, and then some people telling you, see, God answers right on time. Right on time is when God answers you. Right on saying so Sarah was afraid, but what she afraid of because she knew what was in her heart when she said what she said. See, God knew what was in my heart when I was asking him what I was asking him. I wasn't asking him in a way where I'm challenging him, I'm asking him because I really want to know. I want to know, God. I want to know because I want you to teach me so I can understand you. I desire more of you. I want to know more of you. I want to know more about you. So your desires and your will, it needs to be dead. Like Abraham's he fell to the ground. Like, oh my Lord. Yes. I'm about to have a baby at a hundred. Somebody put a praise on me. I'm sure that if, if it's some music back then, he would have been praising, worshiping. That was his praise and worship. He wasn't laughing at, at God. He was happy and laughing with God. He was ecstatic about this situation. But Sarah, on the other hand, she's sitting up here challenging God. ain't gonna lie on god so this is why women are the weaker partner okay it's so important for us to be able to listen to our husbands but making sure that the husband is seeking the advice of the lord because we see how abraham was faithful abraham listened to god and he answered God when God was speaking. He also, you you see it, it, it. He did not dispute anything what God was saying. He wasn't like Adam that blamed his wife, while she blaming the serpent. And God gave her the God gave dominion to the man over every living, over everything to dominate, multiply the earth. And she's sitting here blaming it on the serpent who is less than her, who was created beneath her. She blaming the, the creation that's beneath her. And now Adam blaming the creation that's beneath him, the woman. so moving forward so we see that sarah was laughing at god and abraham was laughing with god so sarah's faith was similar to abraham because she did she didn't know she was gonna have a baby but she just felt like god was taking too long so she left like oh so now i'm worn out you're gonna give me a child So she was quite, that's, that's what you call questioning God. Abraham, what he did was, he questioned God. In a way where he laughed. they thought he was ecstatic. Oh, at a hundred years old, I'm having a baby. Am I having a baby at a hundred years old? That was his questioning. Sarah's question was a challenge. That wasn't a question. That was a challenge. So you don't question God in a way where you challenge him. You ask God questions where he can answer you and show you what he capable of doing. At 100 years old, Abraham, that's right. So that's what that means, okay? So no, don't ever let somebody tell you don't question God, okay? You, what you mean, don't question. I'm gonna ask God fifty thousand questions. I didn't probably ask God thirty thousand questions in a week before. I'm like God, so why they did this? I'll be reading news articles. I'll be like God, this is what Hillary Clinton did god did you see what hillary clinton did god this is so unethical why are they allowed to continue doing this to people lord god i would i pray about everything i would tell god on you really really quick I'm like, God, you know, and and then when I'm talking to God, I got to think about myself. So, like, what if that was me in that situation and I was the person who was doing it? So, I have to make sure that I'm humble and I have humility because if you're going to go to God's throne, you better make sure if you was up there being positioned or the person you're talking about, you better make sure you're including yourself if it was you. So that's why I said when there is civil injustice, you take it to God. He's gonna handle it right away. So that's what I mean. Um, you know, but when it's certain things, you don't just go to God, be oh God, you know, this was so wrong. God, repay my enemies. No, 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 no. Remember what Solomon did? Solomon prayed that God would give him wisdom. He didn't even pray to conquer his enemies so that right there that act reminds me of being humble and having humility so when i pray for my enemies i pray that they do well and i pray that god will soften their heart so that they will submit their will to god whoever is willing to submit their will to you god soften their heart and melt their heart for you let them understand who you are let them interpret your word let them change their life all those that are evil and wicked because those are your children that are lost but are destined for your holy nation so the people that are evil and wicked god allow them to you know choose you in their situations let your glory be be shown through them god let them turn their life around But let me prevail and triumph over my enemies. Over all those that are evil and wicked in my life, whether directly or indirectly. In my life or my children's life, my mom, my sister, my niece, my granddaughter, my, my cousins, my family, my friends. So it's really just about the prayer and how you pray to god so let me um uh, make a few more points and then um actually you know what i think i'm gonna stop there and then i'll pick this up tomorrow so what i want to do now is i want to shift the conversation again because i have been talking about the um the right type of tissue to use right um I believe the last tissue that I was talking on was the, it wasn't public goods. I think it was seedling by Grove. That's where we left off. Seedling by Grove. So now we're going to go to Caboo. So let's go to kaboo tissue. And I'm only shifting this because it's a few more um, tissues that I have not talked about. It's quite a few of them um i would say it's one two three four five it's five more and so i also haven't talked about the um the native soap that doesn't have any paraben, any um parabens aluminum or any type of um dioxins and i wanted to also talk about the um like organic sanitary pads that is really healthy okay so we want to try to avoid things that are contaminants meaning anything that is associated with dioxins so dioxins are chemicals that is very harmful for the body and it can cause cancers um including um cancers within the endocrine system and also it can cause um a lot of other health problems as well so dioxins causes cancer it causes um cancer within the endocrine system including uh infertility it can also cause fibroids and it also can cause a host of many other things okay um it causes many different illnesses and it put the lives of people at risk when they are using certain toiletries that consist of um these chemical based products um and so Many of these products have a lot of chemicals and these chemicals are associated with um, creating so many harms within the body. So let's look here. So we have Kabul. Um, So kabo is basically it is a bamboo and sugar cane. It uses ECF, which is a non-GMO certified, um, that's GMO, which is genetically modified organisms. And they'll be PA and fragrance-free. It is also plastic-free. And it's also available on Thrive Market. So I wanted to pull up uh, Thrive Market. And also, we can shop at Kaboo at Walmart. Okay. So let's look at the price of Kabul. Uh, This is... Okay, so wanted to go back. I don't know why is it doing that? I don't want it to go back. Okay, so we're just gonna look at the price of kabul um toilet paper and paper and plastic. So they have the kabul bamboo bath tissue, which is four double rolls packs of three. So let's look at this. It says it is $33 thirty three dollars and seven cents so you get four double rows pack of three okay so how many is that trying to look here so four double rows pack of three i am thinking that this is going to have four double rows so you have four double rows so it doesn't have any other information here though so you have I'm trying to read the information here let me look at the at the bottom here that's all have. whoa doesn't even um explain anything else so let's look at i want to look at Kaboo. let's see hold on KabooProducts.com. let's look at KabooProducts.com. i'm not sure why the link wasn't provided on there um but let me go on here and then um put the link here so that that way you all can have the actual link to Kaboo. all right all right can you all i just need to place you all on a brief hold really quick okay thank you all so much for holding all right so let's look at Kaboo. so kaboo is tree free paper products and wipes so they are um made from su- sustainable bamboo so they have the bamboo baby wipes let's put that up there the bamboo toilet paper and also the bamboo paper towels so it says it's up to us to save our butts trees are for the birds not toilet paper B A. okay so they're cursing on here oh, but it's okay if you want to sign up you can sign up they um it says make every ripe or spill tree free Kaboo is paper without the tree um in the u.s a part a two-person household uses one tree in paper goods each year I didn't know that. Kabul uses less than one gallon of water per roll. Typical toilet paper uses 37 gallons of water to make one roll. Wow, that is so interesting. So I did not know that. Okay, I see you have a question. Yes. Just go ahead and put your question here in the uh, Q&A, okay? And I'll respond to you here. So it says if every American household replaced one toilet paper four pack with kaboo, we will save 1000 trees. Okay, okay. That sounds convincing. It says fear no sandpaper. America wants tender love and care with our toilet paper. We got you covered, soft and strong. All right. Flush with power, flush good treeless fragrance free bpa free chlorine bleach free um biodegradable non-gmo soft affordable made from fast growing bamboo what's not to love about it it's up to us to save our butts oh, i like it that's a nice commercialized ad i like it so let's look at the cost associated with their products okay so it looks like they have the bamboo baby wipes, 432 wipes for $29. That's good. I was trying to look at their review. Let's look at the products. It says made from renewable bamboo and pulp based of uh, vicose made safe, certified ultra soft and gentle on baby skin formulated with 99.3% naturally derived ingredients. And 99.3% water, unscented, hyperallergenic, free of chemical binders, parabens, um, patholates, and alcohol. 72 pre-moisting wipes per pack. Please do not flush. So you get six packs of 72 wipes that has 432 wipes per box. This would be nice for my grandbaby. So the active ingredients are aqua which is 97.57 percent then you have glycerin which is a moisturizer um, which is about one percent the geoguard ultra which is a uh, gluconolactin and sodium benzoite um that's a preservative it has about 0.9 percent sodium citrate, buffering ph control okay i didn't know that they could put that in there it's about 0.45 percent um citric acid um 0.07 aloe leaf juice skin conditioning and um tocopherol which is a vitamin e for nourishing so they have about 0.74 of synthetic 99.2 percent which is natural so um peel top to access wipes clothes top to retain moisture store at room temperature and please do not flush it says gentle, is clean, formulated with ninety nine point three percent naturally derived ingredients and ninety nine point three percent water, unscented and hyperallergenic with no harsh chemicals, made safe and certified. Jumbo size wipes. You can go without the trees. Gentle to baby skin. Um, so it just lists all of the great qualities. So gentle for baby, gentle for gentle for a baby, gentle for earth made for sustainable from sustainable bamboo made safe certified made safe is the only human health and ecosystem focused product certification program so let's look at this made safe that they're talking about here so they have some customer reviews one customer says we are label readers in our house kabul being a made safe certified product was enough for us the wipes are soft and smell natural. No rashes, clean up messes, and I don't have to worry about the chemicals being absorbed in their little bodies. There is no overwhelming odor, good or bad. The branding is great. Yay! Okay, that sounds good. Kaboo kaboo, kaboo is winning. Okay. So um, the the bamboo flushable wipes are made safe with um ingredients. So it's a certified in all currently available sizes. Um, so that's, that's good. They have been labeled as safe. These are certified products. Um, they have a seal associated with them. So those wipes must be real good. Okay. For the baby. That's great because I do not like dioxins. One thing about, um, me, I had a long conversation with my daughter and I talked about this earlier in the podcast when I had mentioned the sanitary pads, the sanitary pads that were, um, that were here, the uh, cherished. And I talked about the cherished sanitary pads and how they had created a copycat of Cherish, But, you know, I was really a strong supporter of my daughter ordering all of her sanitary products online because really when you go into the store you're going to buy products that could lead to infertility it could cause cancer it can also um cause ovarian cancers and many other problems within the within your um body so i talked about that earlier in the podcast so if you all have time whenever you get a chance just go ahead and listen to the beginning of the podcast i know it's a bunch of hours but whenever you can get through pick on a few of the titles that you like to read or or listen to so let's let's move a little forward okay so um kaboom wipe seems pretty good they're um certified safe so let's look at the tree free uh bamboo toilet paper so you get 24 rolls of of toilet paper 24 rolls for 34.99 dollars 99 if you subscribe and save you will um get 15 percent off but the one-time purchase is still going to just be the uh 24 rows for 34.99 so let's look at let's see it's oh okay so this is uh you don't need trees for great toilet paper this two-ply tree-free bamboo toilet paper is kind to the body loved by septic systems and deeply better for the earth absorbing emboss helps keep things tidy with no linty bits made from soft and sustainable bamboo not trees free of chlorine bleaching and chemicals to 24 long lasting rows in each box 400 sheets per row all right let's let's look at this okay let's calculate now let me do some calculations them calculations okay so let's see how much are how much would a person be saving if they were to purchase this bamboo so you get 24 regular rows so let's see how many rows um so 24 rows let's calculate need to calculate it 24 rows times 400 sheets that's going to come to um 400 sheets per row and that equals that actually equals 9600 sheets total and so the price for that is 34.99 so we're going to say 24 we're going to say um 34.99 so that's about a dollar and 40 46 cents per row a dollar and 46 cent per row so that is $34.99. All right, there you have it. So um, that's the price. So let's look at, let's look at the uh, paper towels. So you get eight rolls of paper towels for $34.99 i think that that's kind of expensive but let's see how many sheets oh that's actually great you get eight you get 600 sheets per paper roll so that's really good so it looks like kaboo is sustainable you all um i will be posting the update of the price and hopefully tomorrow i'll be able to talk about the next toilet paper which will be pure planet club all right All right, let me go ahead and pray, everybody. So, Father God, we come boldly before your throne of grace. We thank you so much for just allowing us to receive your word. And we ask that you just please, God, allow us to fulfill your plan, will, and purpose. Let your word resonate in our heart. Let us reciprocate your word by being doers of your word and not just hearers god but most importantly please allow your will to be done not ours but yours in the name of jesus christ it is sealed in your atonement blood amen all right now thank you all so much for joining me i will see you all tomorrow um remember to be blessed and to influence the greatness in other people once again if you need a prayer request go ahead and send that to lawslifehealth at suddenchangescorporation.org Thank you all so much for joining me tonight. I'll see you all tomorrow. Have a good night.